Uh, we drove through some floodwaters on the like, way here. You know, with uh, last week's episode with Susan Perkeiser, she mentioned, you know, learning to drift in the rain in Seattle. I feel like this might as well be Seattle today. It it's might as well. It's just like it's a deluge. Since yesterday, basically. And yeah. I noticed on the way here, speaking of drifting, is the golf drifts really well in the wet. Like, I, I can oddly control the car with the throttle. <laughs> Do you somehow? know why that is? It's because your damn rear suspension's too stiff. It probably, that's probably <laughs> true. That's probably true. So I'm thinking of getting rid of that car. The golf. Yes. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still, like, upset about that. I don't, I really like the car, but it has this noise. It sounds, oh. it's like a zzz, 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 and it's like this. It's almost like if there was a leaf in your blower and your blower was on high, mm-hmm. but it does it with the blower motor off, mm-hmm. and it's throttle dependent. That's odd. And it was at the dealer for like a week and a half of them trying to figure it out. They're like, yeah, we got it. We taped a wiring harness. I got like five minutes down the road, and it's like still doing it. Did you tell them that? Yeah. They're like, oh, we're happy to spend more time on it, but like, come on. They're not going to find the noise, realistically. They're gonna have That's to like. Odd. They're gonna have to disassemble the whole dash, tighten everything, and put the whole dash back together. Is probably the only way. So because to do it. of this noise, you're already ready to get rid of the car. That and the fact that the thing looks like one of those holograms that you would get on a like if you went to the store and you bought a hat, and it has a little hologram for the certificate of authenticity on. It. It's like I, this hat was I, <laughs> endorsed by Major League Baseball. I only That's know what, what you mean because you made this comparison already today via text. With you, yeah, yes, but I, I don't. Did. What do you? Okay, first of all, what are you talking the, about? The hologram on the hats. Yeah. Why? What part of your car looks like a shiny hologram sticker? All of it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a black car on black wheels. When you polish a car, right? And you do a poor job. Okay. It's called hologramming when you can see oh, it. Oh, you're talking about the paint quality. Right. Okay. You need to clarify that. No, I don't. Okay. Because it is the only thing having to do with a car that could be a hologram. I just thought you meant it Unless was like. Unless this is Battlestar Galactica or something. I don't know. I, I thought you meant it was like too shiny or I don't know. That's where my head went. What would too shiny have to do with anything? Too shiny would be good. Well, like a, like a, that chrome Mercedes at Cars and Coffee last month. That's a yeah, hologram but my car's, car. But my, no, that's a mirror. <laughs> right. A mirror is not a hologram. A hologram is a 3D object <laughs> in a two-dimensional plane. Very good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. Um, you can uh, be one of the first to hear about our new episodes if you are a Patreon Fellow Patreon patron, is we got a couple this week, them? so we need to get some shirts. We, we're out, so I'm going to order some shirts up. Yeah, I know, and get the shirts made and get them out to the people that signed up this week. So awesome! If, if that's you, be patient with us. We're sorry. We're sorry. We'll, we'll get them out sticker. To you. Yeah, we'll throw some stickers in there for you or something. Or something. Um, also, so you. Uh, anyways, how do you become a patron? You go to Patreon.com/slash/Overcrest. Otherwise, you can go to Overcrest Podcast. No, it's overcrossproduction.com on our website. We also have a link. Um, that sounds like way more steps. Just go to patreon.com slash overcrossed. Yeah. Don't so really five need bucks, to give them an Five bucks a too. month, you get a t-shirt, and you get all the episodes right away, which yep. is cool. And if you do 10 bucks a month, you get a print from me signed. I'll personalize it for you. I'll write whatever you want. And uh, In addition to the t-shirt. In addition and to the t-shirt. The episodes right away. That's right. And uh, maybe I'll give you my personal. F- no, I won't do that. I won't give you my personal phone number. Oh, it's, it's basically on the website, isn't it? I think it is. <laughs> That's why I'm getting all I, these spam calls. I got an email on my personal email from someone, too, who I gave our card to. I should tell you about that. Okay. I didn't write that down as show notes. Like now or later? We'll talk about it at some point. Okay. Um, we'll talk about it during our update. Also, you guys uh, can give us a call. We have a couple uh, listener 
uh, voicemails we're going to play later. You can give us a call, 612-584-0235. That's right. And make sure you identify yourself when you call. Just, I mean, you So can, we can actually give you a shout-out and yeah. give you credit. So we have one call today, someone identify themselves, and the other one, not so much. So right. we'd love to know who you are because we just your phone number we don't so it'd be great if you identify right. yourselves you know tell us so much you th- how awesome you think we are etc would be would be really great Absolutely. so before we get into my trip to chicago and mm-hmm. everything that we did there let's talk a little bit about Westside vw who by the way you know what let's not even do an ad let's just talk about the car that i want to buy there that'll be that's the there right ad. now it'll be yeah. a built-in ad the, so, oh, so there's a car at luther west side volkswagen yeah, so there's a whoa, my chair just gave out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm so happy we recorded that noise. Where is what is going on? Okay, well uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. All right. My chair is like to... super super effed up. Yeah. All right, why don't you just do an ad while I figure Oh, got it, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Okay, I'm good. Good, yeah, okay. Except now I'm on the carpet. Sorry, everyone. This is recorded live, not presented live, but recorded <laughs> live. And I'll leave that in there for your amusement. Absolutely. So um, I, I told uh, uh, Chris and Helton over at Westside that I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of this noise. They couldn't figure it out, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, right. what are you looking for? And I said, oh, well, there's a there's a Land Rover LR2, I think is what it, what it is there. Okay. And he's like, you don't want that. Plus, no. we already sold it. And then he's like, oh, there's a, a BMW X5 diesel. Right. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. interesting. So I'm actually probably I'm actually going to go over there maybe tomorrow while mm-hmm. my car is at further performance. Getting, oh, we're tying it all together it all here. I'm getting my wheel bearings and rear brakes and a save that for when we do the further performance. Okay, ad. we'll talk about what. I, well, that's probably going <laughs> to whatever. So we're going to head over to Westside Volkswagen maybe tomorrow and take a look at some cars. I love those guys; they're great. You can find them at WestsideVW.com. Absolutely. Awesome. So what have you been up to today, Chris? Or this week, rather? Uh, It's been a busy week for me. It's been really, really hectic, amplified by the fact that I've been, I was sick for a couple of days, which really set me back in all the things I wanted to do, which is why I'm having further performance do extra things to the car that I wasn't going to because I just can't. Okay. Um, So I went to this last weekend, Louis Fuguada, who was uh, on the podcast, not too well, actually, it's It's been a while. It's been a while now. He and I and um, he's a big Chris, Porsche guy. Yep, Chris Rungi, who is uh, runs Rungi Cars, mm-hmm. drove to a show called Checked It Out in Chicago, and uh, the show was basically put together. There was a there was a guy whose Instagram handle was Checked It Out, and he was planning on doing a show and everything like that with his buddy, and then the guy passed away. And oh, wow. so what they did is they went on. I think this is correct. They went on and they did the show without him in mm-hmm. celebration of him, and uh, it was a really cool event. It was uh, right. Right downtown Chicago, like okay. right there. The so this Sears was, Tower. This was the first one. This is the first one. I think they had like 70 cars. You had to apply. Oh, wow. Okay. You had to apply to get in. There was hundreds of cars that wanted to get into the show. Um, they only let 70 in. I was one of them. It was really awesome to hear that they let me in the show. Mm-hmm. And they had, throughout the day, they had people. So they had like, uh, there was a basketball court. Okay. Is part of the uh, showgrounds. And they had all these cars surrounding the, the center of the basketball court. Okay. Pointed in. Mm-hmm. And what they would do throughout the day is they'd have someone pull their car up from around this basketball court, mm-hmm. get on a microphone, and tell a little bit about their story. Oh, that's kind and of a cool idea. It was cool. I didn't get to hear too many of them, but the ones that I heard were great. And uh, I, I really like that cool aspect idea. of the show. Yeah. Um, I think that it would have been maybe a little bit better to have less stories because I just I felt like I missed out on hearing them all. 
you know, because there was yeah. just so many great stories that I'm, I'm sure I missed, and I love hearing stories. Are you complaining about too much of a good thing? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am probably doing exactly that. And I'm, I'm also bummed that we left before my time slot was yeah, okay. there. <laughs> and so I didn't get to tell my story. Um, gotcha. Which, I mean, everybody kind of at this point probably knows the story of my car, but it's... I would have liked to have been able to tell the story and I didn't want to like throw their schedule for too much of a loop and, and be like, can I just go now? You know? So it, whatever. It was a great show. I hope they do it again next year. Cool. Um, I hope they do something with a little more space because I would, I know there was other people that probably would love to have been there. And, sure. but you know, I mean, it's also nice to have like a kind of a condensed thing too. that. And you got to hopefully get kind of the cream of the crop. You know yeah. what I mean? When you limit it, it's more prestigious. As far sure. As what sure. I there. think my favorite car there was probably the, uh, there was this yellow two cars, um, a yellow 914 that okay. uh, that the guy had restored and driven around, and we autocrossed it or something like that. It was it was kind of a cool story about him finding the car and driving it. Mm-hmm. And the other car was, um, and I I'm not sure. This is kind of like a thing I wanted to ask you about. Okay, are you okay? I'm <laughs> Thank you. So um, there's like puddle, not puddles, but there's dirt marks on the floor, and I didn't know with all the rain if our ceiling was leaking. No, but the window does leak. Mm, that's probably what it was. Yeah. So um, there was a car that was there. It was a, a red GT3 RS. Like okay. a nine. I think it was, man, I'm probably going to take heat for this. I don't remember if it was a 991 or 997. I think it was a, yeah, it was a 991. It I was a 991 right. GT3 or GT3 RS. Yep. It was covered in mud. Right. And everybody's like, yeah, this guy's cool. It's, I think his Instagram handle is like Lumber21 or Lumber22 or or something of that. And it's always all these pictures of him just like railing on this car and okay. like this gravel and driving it like into like halfway into a lake and just like all these <laughs> weird things. And I just I came to the conclusion that I didn't like it. Okay. Because I felt like, you know, at first when I first saw the car and like the valance was cracked and it was covered in mud. And I'm like, what exactly are we doing here? So, so uh, yeah, I, I get it. And if you want my opinion, well, let me give my opinion, Go ahead. and then you can tell me if you think I'm right. So I think there's a. F- <laughs> That's basically what the show is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think there's this fine line between um, using something really, really well mm-hmm. and abusing something because right. you can. Right. So I think that's where the, I, the line I, is made crossed. I do agree with you. I feel like the car is being abused. Just what I what I still appreciate about that though is. I would say most of those cars, 991 GT3s or any high-end Porsche like that, don't get used almost to the extreme. You know what I mean? They're only getting driven on the nice days and everything else. I, I don't know, man. Everybody I, I know that track, has one track use is pretty track up there. They, I would say the that's m- a good point. A lot of GT3s get tracked, and I think that's where if the guy was driving it just as hard on track. That would be cool, but you know, right. I just the fact it that just, it seems the way you're describing it, at least, it seems like he's doing it just for like the Instagram. It seems like fame he's rubbing it in your face a little bit. Right. He's rubbing it in your face. So, I mean, I would rather see a guy do that than head out on the road and, or I'm sorry, not head out on the road and just let it like atrophy in his garage. I would right. rather see that and then have him head out on the road every once in a while and go to Dairy Queen with his wife and kids and then never drive the car and go to Cars and Coffee. Right. I would rather see him drifting around doing that. So. I mean, I was kind of that was kind of one of the things. But that, it was one of your favorite cars, still. It was because I, anything that kind of like causes you to think a little bit, mm-hmm. I really like. If you, so that was that was nice to see something that makes you think and consider and wonder about something. Anything that does that for me is good. So yeah. I, I like the fact that he uses the car. I don't like the fact that I feel like it's being abused a little bit. It's just it's taken a little bit too far. 
So yeah. Anyway, so after the after that, we went back and hung out. We watched uh, the old Gumball movie, which I fell asleep yep. through. I haven't seen that movie yet, <laughs> and which is it's really there's some cool cars in there. There's an old Ferrari, and there's an old 911 Targa driven by yeah. two super hot chicks, which now they're probably. 80, in 80 years old, so they're probably not as hot. Yeah, not so. 80, but yeah, because yeah, no, Cannonball with uh, Burt Reynolds and no, he's not in in the Cannonball. That's your no. I'm thinking Gumball. I said Gumball, right? Oh, I was thinking Cannonball. Yeah, Gumball. The Gumball Rally is a movie. Yes, and, and that's with with Dino and his yellow M3. Am I right about that one too? No, what's that one? No, I think you're just way off. It's in, <laughs> it's from the 70s. Yep, I I'm don't. Really, I reckon. Uh, who's the guy that's crazy with the crazy teeth and he's blonde and he's like, Wah! and he's just always like out of control. Yep. <laughs> and he's got big fake teeth that look like big white chiclets, and he's like always like super like he's on cocaine. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. Who, okay. How would I know this guy? You will know him when I say him, and you'll know exactly. Someone out there is like, ah, oh, it's this guy. Nick Nolte. Yes, Nick Nolte. <laughs> See. Yes, you know what I'm talking about with the ticklet, yeah, chiclet teeth. Yeah, he's okay. in there. He's one of the guys driving one of the cars, and he pretends he's like some bumbling like redneck or something like that. But I didn't get to finish watching the movie, so I don't really even know. Okay. What, I was I was pretty drunk and oh just really wasted. So wow. I didn't, which is very rare for that me. That is a rarity, and uh, and and pretty tired. So um, so we woke up that morning, uh, the next morning, to go to. Um, up to Road America. Uh, Lewis, for some reason, wanted to go up there. They were having a vintage weekend. And I forget what this one's called. It's the... Um, it's more it's just the like, main vintage weekend. No, there's not a lot of, new, like, big power, big muscle, I would say. It's more kind of like the... Like little four-cylinder things and little, like... <laughs> 356s and little alphas and stuff like that, which is cool. That sounds way more of my alley. But here's the thing. Is the other vintage has that, too. Plus, there's right. like Can-Am and big right. big power as gotcha. well. But this was... Maybe it's like the, the Fall Intermark or something. Like, I don't remember what it's called. Okay. But it was... It was actually like a pretty big event. I was really hmm. surprised how many people were there. Right. So we kind of pulled down... Well, first of all, they wouldn't let us into the paddock. So we drove... I don't know if I should even tell anybody this, but we drove behind the uh, the start finish and drove under the like using the the pedestrian walkway. Oh and right, drove yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, drove under the start finish line. You can do that, right? It says no cars you explicitly. Can do that. So we parked our cars, hung out, and uh, walked around a little bit, and then we drove down and parked by these other Porsches. And one was like a really really nice 930, mm -hmm. a silver one, and then this guy pulls up in a purple turbo Carrera. <laughs> wow, that dog is loud. There's a dog next door. She warned us. Our she neighbor warned us, warned us there was a dog. That's not what I expected, Chris. That's not what I expected at all. Do you think we should take a little break and then get back into the story? Judging by what's going on, yes. Yes, we'll do that. We're going to take a little break, and we'll tell you all about the, <laughs> what is a, uh, it's a Royal Purple 77 Turbo, and the thing's awesome, and bark, bark. probably slower than that dog. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back. We're we purple. Were, okay, turbo. so this this royal purple turbo Carrera, like a '77 Carrera, pulls up. The thing was cherry pie, man. I'm telling you, it was like <laughs> it was the color plum pie. I, I was, it was like plum pie. No, it was cherry pie. Okay, I was like, no way is that original. Like I've never ever seen that color. 
I never, yeah. I've never seen. I was gonna say, yeah, you when you said like royal purple, it looks like a royal purple, like a like a proper purple. Okay, when, it was, when someone's like purple and they go to grab the crayon out of the box, mm-hmm. that is it. That's it. It was okay. purple. And the guy comes up and we're talking to him. His name is Turbo Tony. <laughs> <laughs> is that really how he introduced himself? Yeah. He's well, like, hi, I th- I'm Turbo Tony. I think so. Because now I don't like him. <laughs> Someone else said he's Turbo Tony. He said, hi, I'm Tony. Okay, Someone else better. referred to him as Turbo <laughs> Tony. And he was awesome. He was a okay. super cool guy. He's got 13 turbos. 13 of them. 13 okay, or 14 now, now or something he's like that. Desi- yeah, he, he uh, deserves that designation. And I, he's like, oh, let me see your car. I took him over there. I looked at it. He's like, I'm like, what do you what do you think that clock is out of? Because that was one thing I always ask people is where they think, yeah. they think my clock is. And he's like, he's like, oh, I can't see it from here, but you should take it out and put it in something that has a boost gauge. <laughs> he, he was like, he was like trying to get me to do something turbo, like over, like nonstop. He's like, you need a turbo in that thing. You should have a boost gauge right there. Let's go, let's go, let's turbo this thing. Let's turbo tr- Tony. Turbo Tony. So it, it was. So anyway, so he's like, have you seen the car that I have for sale up on the wall? Uh, of the bathroom. That's where everybody posts pictures for sale of their cars. Yeah. At these events is on the outhouse or the bathroom or yep, whatever. I did notice that. Yeah. So, well, that's where everybody's going. It makes sense. Where else are you going to? Everybody like, has to pee. So right. they're going to put it right on the door to the men's bathroom. Great advertising. Probably sexist that it's not in the woman's bathroom. But anyway, so you had this. His was actually right in the middle. So maybe he was trying to be more diplomatic about it. But anyway, <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's a, like a 78. And I put a picture of it in the show notes. It's gone. It's not okay. there anymore. Basically, what it is it's, it looks kind of like a 934 slant nose. Okay, oh, so it's got wow. a big wing on the back, but it's like, but like more, kind of like a 935, but sort of like a 934. And it's this, you know, and it's okay. pretty ugly. You know, yeah. it's, it's yellow. Yeah, the slant and, noses are very like dated, I'll say. Yeah, the thing wasn't great looking. And, okay. But I look at the ad. Because he was like, oh, you should buy the car. You should buy it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, well, what do you want for it? He's like, I don't know, whatever I got into it. Okay. And I was able to pry out of him that it was somewhere around fifty dollars to $60,000. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So when I go over to That's look at it, it's this really ugly 78SC <laughs> that looks like all this stuff is done to it. Yeah. But then it goes, want to go faster on the bottom? Oh, I have seen this ad. I don't know where I saw it. I but probably I've, sent yeah, it to you. Yeah, you did send it to me. Okay. And it is a 400 and something horsepower, <laughs> 934 motor in this car. Yeah. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, the lights and the, the gears, <laughs> the gears are turning in my head and there's like light bulbs popping on and I'm feeling electrified. I'm like, how cool would it be to take this oh, twin turbo goodness. 934 engine and put it in my car? Yeah. And so here was the thought. I was talking to Lewis and I'm like, uh, well, what we could we we could do is we could take that motor out, put your motor in it. Your motor's cool, and make make it a club racer, and then sell it for like forty five thousand or fifty thousand, and then right. take that motor and put it in your car. And then I'm like, okay, how do I get the intercoolers in my car? It's twin turbo. We need intercoolers. Okay, we're gonna have to put them air to water intercoolers <laughs> behind the rear tires. How are we gonna make this? How are we gonna make this work? And then I'm like, okay, well, I've only got two fifteen tires, and they're like touring tires, so I'm probably gonna die. But it's gonna be a <laughs> But it was like it was like 11 psi, 430 horsepower, 480 foot pounds of torque. Yep, I and remember it, this. And it says, uh, it, with and then 16, it goes 16 psi? Right, like, question mark. Yeah, yeah more. <laughs> it was just more. more. That was it. More. I, I, and I was just like, wow, how could I, how could I? Because one of the reasons why I was thinking about all this is on the way there, uh-huh. I had switched cars with Lewis's dad. Yep. And he has a brand new GT3, 911 GT3. Yep. And I had just driven the GT2 RS. So like oh right yeah so it it was an interesting 
contrast. Like Lewis wanted, I, I'm really skeptical about driving other people's cars, especially for the two hours it took us to get there. Right. Or like hour and a half or whatever it was. Okay. Maybe it wasn't even that long. I don't know. It was a long long time driving through traffic through downtown milwaukee right and i'm like oh my god i could when he was driving behind me in my car i'm like louis fuguata sing, uh, senior is like monitoring my every move oh, right now sure. so yeah. i was a little bit nervous in 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 the city but um so i drove the gt2 rs which was just like savagely fast right yep. but but it didn't feel like i said it felt more like a, a really high-powered train you know just like just it's insulated right it, it's not it, as sharp it was not as sharp and it and it just it not felt, as visceral. No, no, no. It just it felt like something like I would say that it felt more like Andre the Giant than it did Hulk Hogan. I don't understand that comparison. J- just furiously strong. I mean, you're okay. maybe not old enough for that reference, but well, no, Andre the Giant was strong. He was like incredibly right. strong, and Hulk Hogan was like ripped and sinew and muscle, and okay. you could tell by looking at him that he he could do some shit. But Andre the Giant just looked powerful, and that's kind of the way that I felt about these two cars. Is that the the GT3 was all sinew, and it was just just really raw and sharp, and um, the sound of the car was probably what really kind of set me off. Is the yeah. red line on that car is nine thousand RPMs? I know that thing's nuts. Nine thousand <laughs> RPMs. <laughs> it's okay. like a little Honda motor that revs forever. But yeah, it's but a it's a flat six. It's a three point eight liter yeah, flat six. Massive flat. And six. I think they make like four hundred and ten. Is it? Sure. Four four twenty. I, I think maybe. I'm not sure the exact numbers. I should probably look that stuff up before I do podcasts. So it's nowhere as quick as that GT2 RS. Okay, I'm going to admit something. What? My wrestling reference sucked. Yes, it but did. I Are just, you still struggling with this? I, a little bit because I yeah. just... I'm just trying to find a way to get across the point of, of the way that the GT2 RS was compared to the GT3. Right. And it felt like you were being... It felt like someone was grabbing my shoulders and like shoving me. In which car? In the GT2 RS. Okay. And, and it was just, it never felt, but it didn't feel dangerous. It just felt like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now in this car. It's designed to do this. I feel safe. You know, right. everything like that. Now, the GT3 that is owned by Lewis, uh, both are named, obviously, Lewis Sr., <laughs> um, so just to clarify that, has, like, all kinds of race suspension on it. It's got, you know, I think it's E88 wheels. I mean, it's got all these different, like, solid uh, ball joints and the suspension because right, so it's it's a modified car also it's a modified car it's got clarify. exhaust and and everything else so i mean it's like and it's got different seats and the full roll cage and and the factory roll cage but i guess you couldn't get the factory roll cage here in america no nope. you had to install it yourself which means you had to take the entire interior out of the car oh, wow. put the stupid roll cage in but i think you could get that as an option in europe you are on such a tangent right i know now. it's okay it's okay so um, but anyways, you much preferred the driving experience of the GT3 because it's much more sharp, it's much more visceral, whereas the GT2 RS, which is kind of like the range-topping model. I felt like the GT3 was, was delivering me everything I wanted instantaneously all the time, and it was right. ready to do it at all times. I felt like there was like a little like Porsche butler there being like, yes, sir, <laughs> right away, sir. Would you like some more power, sir? Here you go. That's, it's, the, it's wrong, like, that's the wrong accent for a Porsche butler. Whatever, I'm not doing accents on this podcast. I'll leave that up to leave that up to you. It's it's just when I imagine spending two hundred thousand dollars on a nine eleven, uh-huh. I would I would want it to do everything I want right fucking now, right now. Right. And there was this one instance where there was a car in front of us. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna pass this guy. Yeah. And I was maybe 20, 30 yards back. Uh huh. And I just I floored it. Yeah. 
And that car was gone so fast. And it, I mean, it just, it was the, the shifting, it, it was like, yes, sir. And it just did it. And it was, it was amazing. I just, I can't even impress upon anybody enough the throttle response and, and what that car sounds like at 9,000 RPMs with the aftermarket exhaust was just yeah. mind blowing. So then, of course, I'm like on my phone looking at like, okay, <laughs> can I can I get a 997 GT3? Yes, I could maybe get a beat up 997 GT3. What if I about a 996? Car. I could get a 996 GT3 as well. And I loved Lewis's car. Lewis's car is the first car that I ever drove that made me feel like I maybe would want to sell my car. Wow. Okay. I mean, it really, really impacted me when I drove it. I drove it a very short period of time. Yeah. That thing revs out to 8,200 or 8,400. I don't. 82. Yeah. 82. And that's also not a stock car either. Keep no. in mind. No. And then. By no main. No. No way. It has a cup exhaust, cup gears. I think mm-hmm. it's got an intake plenum, some other different things going on. And the, the suspension. Suspension is totally dialed in. And then, uh, but then I was looking at a 997 GT3 that revs to 8,400 RPM. It's 410 <laughs> horsepower. And then I'm watching Chris Harris drive it. And he's like, oh, this is the most amazing thing in the world. Oh my God. And his mind is blowing over this 997 GT3. And I'm like, I'm thinking about my car. Like, man, I've got 230 horsepower. And the, the, the ass is so heavy on that car. And the way it drives, you could feel the ass follow. When the G, when you like dart around in the GT3, mm-hmm. you don't, it doesn't necessarily feel like a 911, at least on street. In, in a street situation. Sure. I'm thinking when you're closer to the limit, you can feel then that it weight. it still kind of rotates around. Yeah, I'm yep. sure you can still feel that weight when you're really... At uh, the limit. There's, But that brings me to my point, is my car is like a Porsche 911, driving dynamics, everything is still there, but it's at this way lower threshold right. of, of entry. So it's like, that was one of the trade-offs I started thinking about that I'm like, okay, I could Would you nev- have as much enjoyment? I don't know. You're no longer part of the air-cooled club. Right. right. Well, yeah, that's something. Is like every time you drive your old 911, you get to martyr yourself a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, a little you, bit. You get to take pride in like, yeah, I don't have air conditioning. What of it? Yeah. <laughs> Look at you and your GT3 with air conditioning and a zillion yeah. horsepower and 9,000 RPMs of pure bliss. What are you doing over there? <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Uh, and then there, there was the the only instance that I had it up at 9,000 RPMs. I was really careful with this car, yeah. gen- generally. Um but there was a there was a row that was three lanes wide, okay. and it was right before we got up to to Road America, and there was l- nothing, no cars. The only okay. car in front of me was mine, right. and Lewis was even farther up. So I slowed down to maybe thirty five or forty miles an hour, put it in manual, mm-hmm. downshifted it, and then just took went. off, and it was unbelievable it was like it, it's as cliche as you could possibly think to say it felt like you were getting shot out of a rocket ship <laughs> but it, so it was very very fast but the but obviously right water is wet the gt3 was fast <laughs> okay right but, but okay. just but that the, aside but the sensory experience of the sound of it and yeah made it feel made it feel like you were really driving something whereas the gt2 rs was kind of like a little more subdued and everything else but again right. aftermarket exhaust wasn't stock Blah blah blah. Yep. So maybe I need to drive a stock one, but it's just one. One question I will ask is that PD, PDK transmission. You fell in love with that. I do like the PDK on a car that isn't mine. Okay, because it's kind of fun. So to if dick you around had with. a nine nine seven GT three, you'd get it with a six speed. I think you have to. Yes, you're right. Sorry, yeah, I think nine nine one is the first one where it's right. PDK only. So my and uh, my well, the new GT three. Is all going to be PDK as well. Yeah, there's going to be no more manuals. They went back for like a generation, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, the but nine nine one point two. Yep, and but everything after that is it's all PDK. Yeah, now we're getting really obscure. So here's but. here's my thought. Okay, so I was thinking about the nine thirty stuff. 
Because mm-hmm. people are always like, why don't you sell your car? You could get a 930. And I'm like, I don't want a 930. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have just this Autobahn savage power. But again, it has that same well, it's, feeling. It, I mean, so much of it goes back to kind of the mantra of turbocharged. Yes, it's more power, but you have a little bit more lag. It's not as instantaneous in any realm of it. It doesn't rev up as quick as a naturally aspirated car. Right. And I think, I mean, th- yes, it's not all the engine. Your your kind of comparison between the GT2 RS and the GT3 but it goes with the entire kind of personality of the car. Right? right, right. So I was comparing the 930. The GT2 RS is obviously the evolution. GT2, GT2 RS is the evolution in my mind of a 930. Right, yeah. And then I was thinking, well, what's the what's the evolution of the GT3? What, what was the GT3 back in back in the day, whatever? Yeah, it was probably the, the RS. The uh-huh. RS, like a 73 RS or, yeah. um, or just like a 74... In, Carrera or any like these kind of like more special cars. But then I'm like, well, maybe my car is kind of like that. Like I started to like talk to my, talk myself (laughs) into my car a little bit. Like, well, my car revs out to like 7,200 RPM and it's built for eight. So if I did cams and carbs and I was like 300 horsepower, I think that would be You would rev your engine out to eight? It's built for it. Really? Yeah, it's built for that or slightly more. I that thing is a you overbuilt it, huh? That thing is a sleeping monster. It's just ready. A sleeping giant. It is. It is ready. Yeah. I, my cylinder heads were like expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were expensive. Yeah, that's. I mean, not out of the. Yeah. So it's like so I, I anyway so yeah, it would be no. like I like maybe that my car could be like the old GT3 I, and I'm because I did like the GT3 so much more than the GT2 RS and, and then I'm like yeah I don't want that 934 turbo motor anyway so we feel so bad for you again that but that royal purple <laughs> car that I this is so a ta- was, this is was a tangent it, yeah was it original it was wow. and it was an Andile built car so tell me about Andile they're a, a Porsche it's, tuner I don't know anything about it's Andile. like AMG from back in the day like before AMG was bought out by Mercedes they're just like okay. an aftermarket tuning company right but how are they different than like roof gimbala or all these other well, porsche tuners or was it just well, like that gimbala was them? sold like a ton of body kits and stuff right and that's roof probably would, a bad was like reinventing car or using vin numbers and building entire right. cars Both and i was more like taking a car and putting much stuff on it you yeah. know so this this was like uh it had an andile five-speed transmission had a 934 twin plug engine in it Jeez. it was like holy cow this car was really really special and one thing i liked is it had a front and rear radar detector Oh, and like, like an period esc- correct. Period correct. From back in the day. In front of the shifter, escort radar detectors. <laughs> you did post a photo of that, and I didn't get it. Oh, man, that was really, really cool. Yeah. So I, I absolutely love that car. And that's those things were all going through my mind of, you know, what. Can, plus, getting like a new car like that, I can't fix it. And I can't afford to pay someone else to fix it. There's yeah. no there's no way in this world where <laughs> someone like me should own a new GT3. None. It doesn't. There's no, it doesn't serve a purpose for me at all. Not yeah, when, probably not. You know, it's just, it, the shock of it, I think, is what was so stunning for me going oh, yeah. from my car to something like that. Just the, the stark contrast of it was just, it's about as black and white as it gets in the Porsche world. Just, right. Wow. This thing is absolutely incredible. And then, hey, Porsche really, you know, gives you your money's worth with that car, I think is. Well, kind of it's the, also yeah, how much, uh, how many times more expensive or valuable than your car is too. So I mean, you got to keep that in mind too. How much that car costs? Yeah, exactly. So that's you know everybody kind of like is like oh Porsche, uh, Porsche. It's the you know everybody that owns BMWs or Mercedes or okay. people that buy Dodge Vipers or Demons or whatever the case may be all look at these Porsches and like oh Porsche, but that car delivered, 
man. Right. I mean, you're that saying thing, it is value, actually. It is value, you know, because you don't you think about what Porsches cost in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Things have they've gotten really expensive, really fast. Yeah. And I've, I've always kind of been like, well, why? Why are these cars getting so expensive? Is it just like they're able to get this much money because <laughs> of the demand? It's like, no, the cars are actually that good. It was I just wanted I want to drive it again. I just want to hear that noise <laughs> again. Just the noise was great. But I my favorite part of it was probably the binocular button. Oh <laughs> god, like, yes. Okay. So <laughs> that was clever. Yeah, yeah. There, there's and then like the a thermometer little, button. The, the binocular and the thermometer, which is the struts and the exhaust cutout there. Yeah, so there's, it has the but, dynamic There are buttons everywhere in that thing. Which everywhere. I guess I yeah. I don't like that either. I like simplicity of an interior and if if you have the exhaust button, just have the exhaust always loud. Yes. So but uh, yes, but before we get into, um, are we gonna? What are we up to next? What? What's going on? Well, we're gonna talk about you're leaving for Rensport. Oh, that's right. I'm leaving for Rensport. <laughs> oh my god. And before you do that, you're like doing all this stupid stuff to your car right before you leave, so things can break right before you leave. Exactly. And that's why you're having our beautiful sponsor, Further Performance, work on the car. Right. So um, the car's over at Further Performance tomorrow. Okay. So they are going to do rear wheel bearings rear brakes and install a speedometer cable which broke yesterday <laughs> and do an oil change for me okay. um the speedometer cable and the oil change i was going to do myself but um i had a huge case of vertigo the other day so i don't want to be tilting my head upside down That's lest i screw call. up my trip so they're going to do all that stuff for me i love those guys over there it was really really nice of them to be able to try and fit me in on on like three or four days notice for a pretty big job so kudos to nice. for the performance you can find them over at fbtuned.com fbtuned.com. Did I do that right, Jake? Yes, you did. All right. Um, so, yeah, I leave Saturday. Crazy. What is Rensport? So, Rensport is a basically a Porsche festival. I would say it's a festival. Would you agree? Sure. Like a <laughs> motorsport to yeah. a festival or to Rensport? <laughs> Rensport. Well, I've never been to Rensport either. Okay. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to go. So, yeah. um, me and my friend Steve, he's driving his, I think it's like a 77 or 76 probably going to get that wrong. Um, he's got a, a yellow 911. He's driving out with me. Okay. Um, it's got like over 300,000 miles on it. It's a really oh, cool wow. car, really clean, really nice. We're driving out. We're going the northern route. We're going to uh, over by Grand Teton National Park, and we're yep. going to drive around there for a day. And then we're going to drive west to the California coast and drive and then south. And go down. Yep. And uh, everybody should just follow my Instagram story if they want to follow along with that. And then obviously there's Rensport. We're going to hang out there. And then I'm driving home the southern route through the uh, the Sherman Pass, which is mm-hmm. the southern pass of the Sierra Nevada Mountains, through Death Valley, mm-hmm. which I cut my battery box out of my car with, with Chris Rungi the other day. Right, I saw that. Just to try and maybe help with the airflow a little have bit. You, had you driven that car through Death Valley before? No. But okay, I, I drove didn't it know through. if when you did Dossiel, you did Death Valley route. Or we, no. did the, we did the Mojave Desert okay. when, and during the, the last trip. And yep. it was about 100 degrees, and yep. it was mother trucking hot. I mean, yep. it was the car was hot. I was hot. Everything was hot. So uh, hopefully this helps get a little bit of air flow through. Yeah, that'd be good. I it's, drove my. Uh, it's also a lot, a lot shorter distance over it than we took through the Mojave Desert. We kind of drove oh. through that for like three hours Yeah, when we probably didn't need to. Right, because you were filming and doing all the other stuff. I right. was just going to say, I, I bought uh, my Mark IV R32 out in California, drove it back that southern route through Death Valley, and it was hot. I think it was 100 and... Did it get to 120? No. Probably it was, not. It was somewhere, it was north of 100 by quite a bit. And the high is I'm about glad 100. I had air conditioning, I will tell you. 
Yes, I bet you were. I will have no air conditioning. I know. Um, so from there, I'm driving to Las Vegas. I'm going to pick up Jess, Your which wife. is my wife. Yep. And we're going to drive through Zion National Park Okay. and uh, go through. We're actually going to go um, on Hogsback Ridge, which is a which is a kind of like a road that goes across the crest of a um, in between two canyons. Yep. And, and so if people saw your film Dossiel. It's in there. It's yeah. in it's that really beautiful road at the end of the film. You'll recognize it. But from there we're driving on what's called the Burr switchbacks. Okay. So we're gonna dry, turn right off of the Hogsback Ridge and go uh east to or towards the Burr switchbacks, which is a it's like if you Google it right now, you'll you'll pull it up yeah, right away. Photos. But it is it is the most switchbacks in the country. Oh really? Hands down. There's the, like back to back switchbacks in the in the United States it's the most. But it's a gravel road. So we're, it's going to be a gravel road all the way from there. And then from there, we go to um, Lake Powell. And okay. we're going to take a ferry across Lake Powell in the middle of nowhere and then continue on to Mexican Hat, which is a cool little town. We're going to do some photography there. And I've then, heard of Mexican Hat. Yep. And then we're going to Mount Evans, which is the highest road in the country. Is a Mexican Hat a sombrero or is there a distinction? I think it's. I don't know any hat of what Mexican is wearing is a Mexican hat, I think. Okay, <laughs> if a Mexican is wearing a hat, That's it Mexican. is a Mexican hat. <laughs> I guess. All right. And then after that, we're coming home. So, so that'll be an awesome yeah, trip. So I, when are you going to be back? Oh, like October 4th. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to be gone a long time. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's basically 50 to 60 hours each way. Because wow. we're, we're kind of not going on the freeways much. Right. So it's a 50, 60 hour route each way, and then four days in, or yeah, three or four days in Monterey for Rensport. Laguna Seca for Rensport. That'll be awesome. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm sure I'll have lots to talk about when I get home. Yes, I'm sure you will, and we'll follow along. I'm trying to decide if I want to <laughs> make Nathan use paper maps or not. He's my navigator. Should I make him use paper maps? <laughs> well, I don't know why. Because sometimes you don't have cell phone service. But I thought I, I have the funny thing about a paper map is when you open it in the car. It like it's part, like as big as the dashboard. Like part of it's like sticking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll make him use paper maps. And, you know, you got the little black triangles that one tr black triangles here and the other black triangles here. And in the middle, yep, the black is your number mileage. is the distance. <laughs> right. Yeah. You so. got to figure that out. You will like our history story coming up this next week. If I'm you're excited about mileage. I am. I'm talking. You know about where mileage. I'm going with this. No, just, I don't. But I'll just I, tease but, it at that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, hey, if I was Chris, I'd ask, "What's been going on with you, Jake?" What's been going on with you, <laughs> Jake? So um, I, this episode's going to run long because there's news that I want to read, and that's I don't fine. care. I'll make this short. I'll make this no, short. No, do it. I'm just saying you can talk as much as you want, okay. but I'm not cutting this one off at an hour. I don't care what you say. Okay, there's okay. your forewarning for people. So while you were at Checked It Out Chicago, I had a cousin's wedding I was at, so I couldn't make it down there with you. However, I was like, oh, well, there's this little Oktoberfest show going on at the local. Um, they, they opened a new autoplex, which is these fancy garages for people that have too much money. Where's this? So this one is up in Medina. They okay. just opened it's, it. I think it's affiliated. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's their, like basically their second location. So I saw it on Facebook. I was like, oh, I'll bring the 911 up there. That'll be fun. So after breakfast, I got on the road and I headed up there. And the Facebook's thing said 10 to 4. And so I was like, well, people are probably not going to show up till noon. That's cool. I show up at noon. Everyone's leaving. <laughs> I was like, what? 
So I get there, and they're like, oh, the open house is till four. The show only went till noon. Oh. I was like, come on. So I get in How there. How is anybody supposed to know this? Oh, well, I think I read the invite wrong, to be honest. Okay. Um, but I, anyways, but I parked, and there was like two main garages that were open, because a lot of these aren't finished yet. And so I, I get out of the car. I was like, well, I got to go find a porta potty at least before I drive back, because this is the other side of the city. Yeah, for me. this is, this a is long like drive. an hour drive. So, but whatever. It was a nice morning for a drive, so I wasn't too upset about it. But do, anyways, you have to, do you have to pee a lot while you're driving? Are you that guy? No, not usually. Okay. But I just got, had like three cups of coffee and breakfast. Nothing's worse than the guy that's, oh, you got to pull over. I need to pee. When you don't have to pee, it's right. like, dude, I could still keep it's going. Like, let's coordinate our drinking if we were going on a road trip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so that's probably going to be a problem. That'll be a problem for sure. But anyway, so I'm like, I just, I get to chatting with a couple of people, and one of the guys whose garage is open that I park in front of, he comes over and he says hi to me, and we're looking at his brand new garage that he finished out. It's in golf livery, so it's got the blue with the orange stripe. All the walls are done oh up like boy. that. I walk in, he's got three or four 911s sitting there. And one's a newer turbo that he like just picked out, picked up from out of state. Another one is an 87 Targa that's like all original, looks beautiful. And I forget what the third one was. It was some other uh, newer water cooled car. But he, he gets to talking with me and he's like, where did you find that car? I've been looking for a Tangerine early 911. And he has sold it. And you got a load of six siege. No, but <laughs> we get to talking and I was like, oh, I told him the story. You know, it's a, it's a car that never really hit the market. You know, I just right place, right time, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, you got to let me know if you find another one of these. I've been looking forever. He's like, I obviously like the color orange with the golf livery there. And he's like, you know, the guy obviously has money. He's yeah. into this. What was also very cool about him is he had all of these, they were all copies, but every single um, design that Porsche did for a vehicle before the age of CAD, they had like these paper drawings, right? And so they have this catalog of them out in Zuffenhausen or Stuttgart or wherever, and he has every a copy of every single one of the cars that they designed up until they did the CAD. Well, that's cool. So he's like flipping through these and showing them to me, and he has like prints everywhere on his wall. So probably it was good that you showed up late because right, if it otherwise wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to talk to this guy. Yeah, you've been mobbed. Exactly. So um, I, he's nice enough to let me use his bathroom, and I get to see his whole new place up there. Um, and then on the way out, he's like, "Oh, so what do you do?" Blah, blah blah. So I give him one of our cards for the for the show. And when I get home, I have an email from this guy on my personal email account, okay. which isn't on our website, I don't think. So he Googled me afterward, then yep. I found it, and he goes. Let me know if you come across one of those cars. And what he, <laughs> he really wants, he one. really does. And what he didn't write is how much he wanted to offer me for mine. But I think that's going through his head, right? Yeah, that's what he's trying to get across. Yes, without he saying is. It. Yeah, exactly. And so now I have that in the back of my mind, Chris. Yeah, I bet you do. Just imagine all the run line stuff you could buy for a car you don't have anymore if you so sold it. that I'm glad you said that because let me tell you a little story. Okay. I'll make this short. So when I was in high school, you know, I worked at Menards, was working my high school job, saving up money for college, okay. right? Supposed to be saving up money for college. I was also fortunate enough to have a bright red Mustang that V6. I drove. It was a V6, but it was still like <laughs> a car that I really enjoyed and liked. And so, of course, being in high school, being a car guy, I like bought I can only imagine the stuff you bought for that I car. I bought like a really nice exhaust for it. I had like the smoked headlights and Did I had you other have, stuff like, for uh, it. From Jags or for, from Summit? No, they were like the factory Ford racing headlights. Oh, okay. I just figured you were like a Jags Summit catalog. It was, it was guy. a very nice looking car, Chris. But um, I'm, after, I'm so skeptical. 
So no, so I would buy like all this stuff for it and parts, and I'd try to hide it from my parents because I'm supposed to be saving money for college. And of course, that's pointless because as I'm like rumbling out the driveway with the loud exhaust, my dad's like shaking his head there. But here's the point of the story. I, I felt like I would need to hide that from my parents. I need to hide my purchases now, I feel like, from you regarding the, the 9-11. I because will, you're so damn judgmental. I will find out everything. I, I will know immediately if you do something dumb. And I will not hesitate to tell you. I know. <laughs> I know. Why, what have you done? <laughs> Things. <laughs> what did you do? No, so I have like... Um, you bought tires. Right, I bought tires. That will not fit your car. Did you not learn from the lessons that I went through? No, you don't tell wheels? me any of this. I, so, yes, I did. I said I got these wheels. I did a lot of research on my own. They're going to fit great. You think that I didn't do a lot of research? I know you did, but there's pictures of cars that it works on. Yes, there is. But you know a person sitting right next to you that 225.50s are a bitch to get them to fit on a narrow body car. You're going to have to roll your fenders and run That's at fine. least three degrees of camber in the rear. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Jesus, man, they're not going to fit. You never. Here's the. Pro I think what? here's my problem. What? You never listen to me. You, it's like you're purposely. Like you, you bought this car. Here's why you bought this car. Just you bought this you car angry. just to ruin my life. That's why you bought this car, isn't it? I'm glad this I'm is succeeding. A, this is I'm a game. I'm so happy I'm succeeding. You and your wife, were, you bought this car just so you could ruin my life and fuck with me and make me just miserable. Well, as it you. makes me happy that you care so much. It gets you. Um, yeah, so I have two 15 tires sitting in the corner. They will not fit. It's going to be great. It's the same tire that Magnus Walker uses on his narrow body cars. You were going to roll your paint and you were going to crack all the paint on your fenders. Because my paint is perfect right now. But you're, it's going to be falling. It's, it's fine. It's, That's fine. Okay. I need to get like spray paint paint made up anyways to redo my rockers. Oh, boy. So I'm not going to worry about the paint on that car. Um, so I got that. I also have carbs on the engine and I did the K&Ns with the rain hats and they have this kind of goofy setup then for where your, um, what do you call it? Your crankcase vent usually goes into your air box, which mm -hmm. I don't have anymore. So they have this goofy thing where it goes into the rain hats and that's ugly. So I got a catch can that's aluminum that I'm putting in the engine bay and I'm going to route it to that. Why, so it, why don't you make it black? I can make it black, but Just I make it black it so aluminum. you can't see it. Okay, I you thought you were. I thought you were really going to judge me for that one. No, it's. I get it. I understand. I understand. Okay, so doing that, I also don't. My fuel. Oh, here's the other thing. When I was all the way out at Medina this weekend, I turned on my car and the fuel pump is an aftermarket fuel pump that you do put in it. We've talked. about I know this. we have, and it's like. Yeah. I turn the car on as I'm about to leave. I was like, you just blew everybody's speakers on their car. That's fine. It was, that's how it, <laughs> that's literally how it sounded in my car. Okay. And so I was to the point where I turned around and parked in front of this guy's garage again. And I was like, it's, I'm going to have to ask him to leave my car here. But then all of a sudden it got quiet again. Oh, <laughs> did you replace it? So I drove home and I, I like had the part on order and it just arrived the other day. Okay. So I'm doing that, and oh, but I I don't know if fuel pressure is the problem with why the car doesn't quite run right. So I got a fuel pressure cage, and I'm going to do the cool like fuel distribution block in the engine bay too. So sure. You see that? Okay. See, these are the things that I'm thinking you're going to judge me about. No, that sounds fine. Okay. Well, that's cool. 
just keep the like just keep the catalog stuff away. You know, just <laughs> just just like the my handy dandy yeah, redline catalog. Right. Just like the the accessories. Yeah. Is with the stuff that I don't really I gotcha. like. So it's just like But everyone now on our account is sending me pictures of like Renline equipped cars oh, and no. like to rub it in, but I actually really like it still. If it's, it's black uh, and subtle, I like it. Yeah, no. Okay. It's there's some stuff that's okay, but like I said, it's imagine having like spaghetti mm-hmm. but then like every ingredient ever that's ever been in spaghetti you put it in it's not going to be good you have to be like selective careful and selective with your, with your ingredients spaghetti. you know so it's good you know right. if you start throwing everything in the cookbook at the at the spaghetti it's not going to be good it's going to be a hodgepodge of crap so i'm just trying to get you to just slow down cur- get curate there. the car a little bit you know, yeah. it's okay to do what you want to do. It's going to be your car. I'm not going to fight you on that kind well, of unless stuff. Unless I sell it to what is his face. <laughs> well, yeah, that's always an, that's always an option depending on what but he anyways, offers you for. That's it, what's going on, and I still haven't done turbo tie rods. Do I need that tool for the tie rods or just for the ball joint? I don't think I need them for the tie rods. The, the tool last week you said I need that I never got. Yeah, you, you need those. You need that because you're going to need to pull it off the, the spindle. Mm-hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. The turbo one is different than the other mm-hmm. one. I think. We'll see. Yeah, just well, where the tie rod goes into the hub. Right. That is some wacky. Wait, no, that's the ball joint. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, the you're ball right. joint. Yeah, you're this right. This will be fine. You'll be fine. Okay, cool. Um, so that's what's going on. It's time for our voicemails. Yeah, let's do it. We had a couple guys that actually called in. We need in. like a voicemail jingle. <laughs> no, but like, okay, let's do it. You're not ready. I hit play. Oh, Chris and Jake, uh, this is Aaron calling from the internet. I had a question for you that I'd like to hear you guys talk about. Uh, I'm wondering if you each have a car that you changed your mind on, maybe something that you loved um, and then now you hate, or vice versa, and I wanted to share what mine is. I always wanted a turbocharged uh, manual transmission Subaru until I owned one a number of years ago and realized how much more expensive it was for maintenance, for things that I had to pay for uh, with the inaccessibility of some of the components with the way the engine was laid out and the way that it pushed in the corners like a front-wheel drive car. Um, I'm not sure what I was expecting. I've historically had rear-wheel drive sports cars, so the handling was kind of annoying. The build quality was junk. All the paint was wearing off on all the surfaces in the interior. And overall, I just completely lost my boner for Subaru. So <laughs> hope to hear from you guys on the podcast. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, otherwise, other than the fact that you were calling in from like a '70s like teleporter, it was odd audio quality. That might be on our end. Um, I'm trying to think. So, are there cars that specifically you loved, but then because you owned them, you didn't like? Yes, one in one in specific stuck out to me right away as I was listening to that. And it's not brand wide. I don't think there's any brands that I've been really disappointed in okay but um i bought that 1997 mercedes s420 mm-hmm. and i was like these things you know you hear like all the stories it's got bulletproof glass you know they're good for like 200 <laughs> miles an hour it cost mercedes a billion literally a billion dollars to develop wow. this car okay somebody got fired because it cost so much money to develop it. it's like overbuilt it's a last you know hand-built mercedes blah 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 right and i that enjoyed driving that car for like 30 minutes and it just like everything was breaking and all the vacuum lines were garbage. How old was it when you owned it? Well, it was 1997 and it was, was probably two years ago. 
maybe. Okay. So it was. I mean, part of it 20 is twenty years old. You know, it might not be even the platform or the car. It was just that particular example that was just breaking. I know, dated. but but that's the problem is that you get all these S class cars. By the time I can afford them, they're right. just trashed. Which yeah. is, I mean, it's, maybe it's not the fault of the car, but well, you know. there's something to be said about how complex all the systems are onto it. Right, right. You know what the I mean. Is, so it's, I set the cruise control on that thing at like 150, and it felt great. Like, <laughs> like the, like the, it's, it was like just like, yeah, let's do this. Long wheelbase. Yeah. But the, but it was like, like I've, I, <laughs> it was Jewish racing gold. <laughs> I love with, that. With term. tan interior. Yeah. And just like, it was ugly. I don't know why <laughs> I bought it. I don't even know what I sold to get it. But I couldn't give that car away. Oh, I, really? Lost I money on get, it? Oh, yeah. Big time. Lost money. Yeah. It did have the double pane glass. It was the quietest car. 120 miles an hour? Quiet. Wow. Whis- you could whisper it to each other. So that kind of stuff was cool, but right. everything else about it was like just garbage. You know, it just didn't last. And I don't know. I just was really disappointed. I mean, if someone took care of it, it would probably be fine. Right. But it was either that or the other one that was really disappointing mm-hmm. was the Yugo. I thought I would be more in love. How did you think you weren't <laughs> going to be disappointed by what is unanimous, unanimously considered the worst car ever to be imported into America? I don't know. I, I cannot defend myself. <laughs> I can't defend myself. I don't know. I will tell you for the one uh, like five-mile trip I drove it on, I liked it. Yeah, but you didn't drive it for six and a half hours. Nope, that was my choice. <laughs> so I, th- I think if I would have bought it locally and just drove it around a little bit, I would have yeah. liked it. But by the time I got home, I'm like, man, this thing, like, this doesn't work very well. It really kind of handles, like, I don't know. Like, like Jello. Yeah, like Play-Doh rolling down a hill. I mean, it yeah. was just, like, nothing great. But that, I, knew, I knew. I mean, that's why you wanted the car, though, was for that experience. Yeah, but I. But you were still disappointed. I was still disappointed. Okay. I thought it would be quirky enough. Yeah. That there would be some like something I liked about it, like the, like they would just be quirky enough. But it's like meeting like a, a quirky girl that just has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. You can't be like, yeah, she's kind of weird, but <laughs> there's no there's no but. There's like, there's no- <laughs> yeah, she's really kinky when the lights are off. There's like nothing. There was yeah, nothing. There was no redeeming factor. There's no redeeming factor whatsoever. Speaking so that's mine. Of quirky, what about you? Yeah. So speaking of quirky, mine was had a Saab 9.3 in college, and it was the GM era. Sob. So it wasn't like the older quirky ones where they had a lot of the like automotive influence or uh, like aeronautical influences on them. So it it, it was just the 9.3 with the turbo two liter engine and it was not good. Oh, and the windows wouldn't roll up like the window regulators were notorious for going out and it was a coil on plug system right but it wasn't individual you had to buy the entire top plate that came off as oh, one that's all and they're all molded into the plastic so you couldn't even like take it apart and rebuild it okay and it was a super expensive part so it's just yeah they were weird and quirky and not high quality in that time right they used to be at least quirky but high quality uh and the other one was kind of that mg midget i had i really still to this day want to like it based on principle it's small it's light it's rear wheel drive simple four cylinder little turbo thing yeah well and the turbo too and everything else but i like i i took it too far modifying it right where you ruined it, it. Lot, i ruined it yep and even before then though it's like the wiring is just crappy on that thing and just the design wasn't sporty it goes from it like should be sporty. it goes from like you see those girls that are like yeah she looks really good in a bikini and then she starts working out like like every day and then you're pretty soon you're like 
whoa, too much, too much. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the, the yeah, it's it a good comparison. Too so, much. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, was that Aaron from the internet? That was Aaron from the internet. Okay, now we have uh, John Doe, unknown caller. Unknown caller. Hey, leave your, leave your name, guys. Be, yeah, I already said that, you but did, leave your but name. That's good. Hey, guys, so I got a question for you. Have you ever had a part and bought a car because you wanted to put that part onto something? Like, for example, uh, I got this sweet set of wheels sitting at home, and I just need a project car to put them on and use that as your excuse to buy yet another project car. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done that right now. I know I got a Mercedes diesel sitting in my garage at home, and every time a little pickup or something pops up on Craigslist, I'm always like, ooh, another one maybe. No, no, no. So I if you guys have ever uh, had that experience or not. Love the show. Uh, keep up the good work. Yes, I was going to say this sounds like something you would do. So I, I, it was more of like a, I had this sitting around for a while and then needed a car for it, and but I also needed the engine for it to do the engine swap. So it was more than just just getting a car so you could put the part on it. It was getting yep. the car so you could get an engine to put the part on the engine that didn't belong in the car in the first place. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was, I had a new speed, new speed supercharger right. for the okay. two liter eight valve engine ABA. that came yeah. in like 1993 to 1998 um, Mark III Golf yep. Jetta, Golf Passat, whatever. Exactly. And it took the power from 105 horsepower to 150 horsepower, yeah. which was yeah, it's fifty percent increase. Like Admirable. Yeah, no, I I always wanted one of those. And so I bought a. Uh, I ended up. I guess I didn't buy a car for it, but I'm like, it kind of came together where I kind of got an ABA engine. Mm-hmm. And then I had the supercharger. I'm like, oh, I have this. I have this rabbit with like this shitty 1.7 liter engine in it, and the thing was like leaking. And I'm like, yes, it's leaking. <laughs> so I, an excuse. Yes. So I took the engine out and I put this supercharger thing on it. Then I could never get like a tune to work right. But what I ended up doing is I put like a bigger MAF on it. Mm-hmm. And then because you're supposed to run a bigger MAF with these injectors and this software, I ended up getting software for it. It didn't work very well. So I ended up just be, like I put a bigger MAF on it and that's it. And I just drove it and it drove awesome. It was one of my. Oh, really? It was one of my favorite swaps that I ever did in Mark One. Oh, really? Or it was it was great because it was dead reliable. Yep. It made supercharger noises yeah. and it was like 150 horsepower. And it and it went like stank in the, yeah. in a Mark One. It was great, and I and I just I have very fond memories of that car. Um, I drove it out to that was the car that actually took my grandpa out to um, Mark One Madness, which is a show out in Pennsylvania, which sure. is a collection of Mark One guys. Um, it's put on by uh, a crew called DCI, which is Dub Club International, and most of the guys are total drunk retards. But a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that come are are super cool, right? And uh, so I enjoyed hanging out with them, and it's it, highly recommend going to that show if you are in on the East Coast into Volkswagens, Markwood Mass. Very neat. Still around? Yeah, yeah. They're on like I got. I went to the first like three, and I got the longest drive trophy each time because <laughs> I came from here, but. I remember going with my with my grandfather, and I remember fondly of that trip with him. You know, mm-hmm. it was a really great road trip with him. I remember him like shave. I have pictures of him like shaving in my car, and I have pictures <laughs> of him standing next to my car with when it ripped the exhaust off with his hands on his hips. And I remember him just going, "Why does it need to be so low?" As as it, yeah. So I mean, I have really fond memories of that car. That's funny, and uh, and that and that motor setup that I kind of put together just because I had that supercharger. Right. So if if anyone, people ask me all the time, like, oh, you've done so many Mark 1 swaps, 1AT, ABA, 16 valve. I've mm-hmm. had, you know, I didn't do a Mark 1 VR6. I would like to. Oh. Um, I did Mark 1 TDI or IDI, and I did all these different things. The best one I ever did 
was an ABA with a supercharger on it. It was the bomb. It was great. It was dead reliable. I yeah. love that. I would love to do it again. Uh, if that ever, uh, the problem is, is those superchargers are like oh, getting I'm desirable sure. now. I'm sure you couldn't give them to anyone for oh, a long really? time. No, you couldn't. I paid like three hundred dollars. Why? For I think it's because that a lot of them were made for like the Mark IV Volkswagen platform, which is nineteen ninety nine to two thousand right four or something like that. Yeah, and uh, they put them on the ABAs that were in or A H L. I don't remember what. ABA is the, is the Mark IV. Yeah, IV. but in a Mark IV, it's not an ABA anymore. It's like oh, really? something else. Okay. Um, I wish I could. AEG. Yeah, AEG. AEG, sure. Flashing the engine code knowledge as much <laughs> as I can. Um, AEG. And so, but why would you do that when you could just buy a 118 and chip it and have like way more horsepower anyway? Oh, I see. You know, so it's like you buy the supercharger to put on the car to have the same, same horsepower as a stock 180 has. Yeah. It was stupid. So they didn't sell. You know, they only continued that. They were cool in a Mark Three, sure, and they continue to make them for the Mark IV because it's basically the same product. So why not make it? Yep. But then nobody bought them, and then they kind of got a bad rap, and then they just kind of disappeared. And now you can't find them, right? And they're they're rad. So if you see one, I think they're like, let us know, uh, and we'll buy it. <laughs> like they're like fifteen hundred dollars now. <laughs> oh geez. So they're like really expensive, but they they just rule. They're 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 awesome. Yeah. You can get like smaller pulleys for them. I was just stuff. gonna ask. Yeah, you yeah. could probably tune them too. You can. I don't know. I had another question. Oh, the VR6 swap in a Mark 1. I don't think you would like that because it would be way too heavy. Yeah, well, there's always this old meme that was around, like, original meme for Mark 1s. Okay. Is, it was, someone would ask about Mark 1s with VR6 swaps, and everyone on the forum would just post a Mark 1 flipped over on its hood <laughs> or on its roof. That, yeah. was, that was what everybody would post immediately. Because <laughs> so it's too fast it's, and too heavy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm guessing it's – I had a Mark 2 VR6. Didn't yeah. really like that. I like the way the VR6 sounds. Really prefer the way the 16 valve. Revs. Speaking of swaps, we should do an, a full like episode on swaps. But the swap I want to do is a is a VR6, the 2.8, 12 or 24 valve, I suppose, but 12 valve. Big difference in a 944. Yeah, why not? That sounds awesome because the yeah. 944. God, I drove a 944 the other day. Yeah, I was gonna buy one. Man, was that boring? Yeah, it was but that so. Sound- and there's still Volkswagen Audi Group. Oh, only the 12 valve sounds like the way you think it sounds. The 24 valve does not sound the good. The R32 24 valve sounded good. Only because of the exhaust. Yeah. The the 12 valve intake noise oh. is amazing. The, the yeah. 24 valve uh, non VR6 engine does not sound great. And the and the 24 valve R32 engine that's got mm-hmm. more displacement sounds better, but right. still not as good as the 12 as valve. The original 12. Yeah. yeah. I think those intake no- noises are so amazing. now that we're on that rant we do have news we do and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go through some of these uh i like can you read your tagline you want me to read the tagline i like this tagline this won't work <laughs> no not that tagline oh news we, we scour, scour the, the web, web for cool auto, auto news so, so you, you don't, don't have to. to yeah that's i thought maybe we would just say that every time just you know because everybody can go out and find these news but we uh I like finding stuff and kind of, I guess you could say, curating it for we you. We do curate it, yes. Um, so I'm going to, I'll read the title of the article and you tell me if you want to hear about it, okay? Uh, <laughs> I just read the title. <laughs> Police in Scotland willing to give residents radar guns to, dis- to deter speeders. You want to, re- should we, 
I want to know a little bit. I want to know a little bit. Okay. Police in Scotland seek to roll out a new program to arm citizens with their very own radar guns, enabling volunteers to monitor the speeds of drivers in their neighborhoods and report offenders to local police. Okay, so I have questions. <laughs> already? I already have questions. <laughs> Do you want me to keep reading and see if No, because here's what I want to ask. What? So can you get a ticket then from a citizen? No, no you cannot. Okay, so what's the point? I don't know. Is it like shame? Right. <laughs> that's what shamed? I don't get. If like the radar guns like blinks that they're speeding, do you just hold up a sign that says you're a douche? Or it's the same as those signs that just tell you your speed and flash you your speed, except now it's your neighbor right. doing it to you because right. he's an asshole. They just hold up signs that say wanker. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Computer speed watch empowers local people to play in a part in making the roads safer. Groups can purchase equipment and we will provide training on how and where to operate it Wait, safely. Wait, so you still have to buy it? <laughs> yeah. This is so dumb. The only person that's going to buy it is the cranky old guy on the end of the street. Listen to this. The idea came after a program called Pop Up Bob was brewed up to deter speeders. The measure called for a series of cardboard cutout police officers to be placed on streets to discourage individuals from speeding. I've seen that. So are, the, are we going to have citizens dressing up as police officers with radar guns? Is that what's well, probably going to Well, that gets into like, okay. you know, uh, what's it called? Impersonating a police officer. So I doubt that. All right. Next story. Yo. Plane carrying DA, DEA officers crashes into Tesla Model, Model X during emergency landing. <laughs> Again, so many questions. <laughs> An airplane carrying three special agents of the Drug Enforcement Agency crashed into a Tesla Model X after performing an emergency landing on a public roadway. <laughs> According to a statement made by a business insider by a DEA spokesperson, a plane was performing routine exercises with three agents on board when it experienced a mechanical failure and it crashed. Local business owner O'Neill Krupp was driving his Model X when the accident happened and posted his experience and photos on Facebook, describing the incident as a serious matter. <laughs> <laughs> the Model X is <laughs> If you drive a Model X, that would be a serious matter. Serious matter. The Model X sustained damage across the driver's side in front of the vehicle from the collision with the plane, which also struck several other vehicles and downed a power line as a result of the crash. <laughs> and there's a bunch of photos. Could you imagine? Oh, here, so, here's. Imagine you're driving down from Voss Road in Fort Bend County, and all of a sudden an aircraft strikes your vehicle. That would be enough to put me in cardiac arrest. We are very fortunate this was not much more catastrophic than what it was. <laughs> I was going to say, so if this happened to you or I, first of all, we'd probably be pissed because the car we're driving is ruined. But more than that, after that happened, I'd be like, what? Oh, this was awesome! Like, this is just crazy, right? And this guy's, it's a serious matter. <laughs> this isn't the first time that a driver has credited a Model X with saving their lives in a bizarre accident, and it probably won't be the last. Tesla prides itself in blah, 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 five-star rating, blah, blah, blah. Well, autopilot, semi-autonomous, blah, blah. So in the photo, the, the gullwing door is open. Do you think he he did the, the sing song after it got hit? Probably not. In celebration? <laughs> yeah, you might, exactly. You, you might not know about that Easter egg. <laughs> All right, next story. Ohio man trapped for 14 hours inside his Cadillac XLR <laughs> due to dead battery. Jake. What? Jake. Yeah, no, I know. A dead, dead battery, battery. killed this man. I wonder if he had your battery in he his car. He might have. A man from Cleveland, Ohio, was trapped inside his Cadillac XLR for nearly 14 hours after the electrical system stopped working and rendered the car's push-button doors and windows useless. See, The ordeal happened when he decided to take his car on a short drive late last month, but he never made it out of his garage. Da -da -da. <laughs> According to the Detroit Free Press, Peter Pyros got in his Cadillac XLR around 10 a.m. When he shut the door and tried to start the engine, nothing happened. Allegedly, the electrical system malfunctioned, which also affected the horn, windows, door locks, and XLR's convertible hardtop. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Sorry about that, guys. As a result... <laughs> 
As a result, Pyros was stranded inside his own vehicle. Unfortunately, Pyros lives alone, and his neighbors were at work that time of day. He claimed he pounded on the windows, tried to kick the doors, blah, 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 blah. So basically what happened is eventually somebody came was like, dude, you're, they were going to tell him his garage door was open. And uh, <laughs> he's in the car like, ah, help. help. I actually scribbled a letter to my nephew. I wrote, this is a terrible death, but I love you. <gasps> I didn't want anyone to think I committed suicide. Oh I guess it was goodness. really hot in the car. Yeah. So they're they're looking at all avenues of litigation. Okay. So so here's the deal. You can look in the manual, and there's like a lever exactly. next to the seat where you can open the door. I read that too. Well, the other thing. So the XLR. Do you remember this? It's, it's like it's the, the little Cadillac. crossover wagon. No. no. I'm pretty sure the XLR is the one based off the Corvette. It's like the Cadillac oh, yeah, there it Corvette. Is. Yeah. Right. Yep. I don't know what picture. Oh, yeah, there's the picture. There's a picture. So it's the one based on the Corvette chassis, which I think is really stupid. I don't think they sold very well because it's, I don't know. He didn't have his owner's manual in the car with him. Oh. There's like, but there's like a thing. It's a bright red, like. What is that sound? Holy cow, guys. I don't know what that is. We should play What's That Sound every once in a while. (laughs) Sorry, we, guys. We are right now. Yeah. Anyway, so um, that guy didn't die. Yeah, that's just stupid. Why should your doors be operated by a button? All right. I, I'm going to hear. I want you to say no to this story because I don't want to read it. Porsche, because all you need to know is the headline. Porsche to take control of Bugatti, Bentley, and Lamborghini. So there's that. Um, I thought they already had all those under the Volkswagen Audi group. Apparently not. I, don't, I just don't feel like reading that one. That sure. one seems, seems boring. Um, and that one's not wanting to load. Wheel-driven car sets new Bonneville speed record at 483 miles per hour. I thought this was pretty cool, man. Do you know the name of this vehicle? Because it's basically a rocket. It's called the Turbinator 2. The Turbinator 2? Yeah. You know who would love this car? Turbo Tim. Turbo Tim. I was going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. That too, because it's the Turbinator. Uh, powers its wheels using the same turboshaft engine phone and early model Boeing Chinook helicopters. That is amazing. So 483 <laughs> miles an hour. Um, it, what is this? What is the sound barrier? Uh, 700 and something. Is it? Yeah, okay. it's 700 something. Still, it says vehicles have achieved higher speeds. Have all had other means of propelment. The thrust SSC SSC turbofan, as an example, has held the land speed record of 763 miles per hour, Jeez. which is supersonic, and it's held that yep. since 1997. Um, the thrust SSC makes use of two Rolls Royce Spey 205 turbofan engines, which are similar in functionality to the turboshaft engines used in the Terminator 2. Blah blah blah. So what is the what is the point of this? Because it's actually driven, it dri- the turbochaft drives the wheels oh, off of a drive shaft, saying. Okay. whereas the other ones are just basically rocket sleds. Yeah, it says right here, traction is the key to getting the power to the ground through the wheels without excessive tire spin. Can you imagine that? <laughs> State-of-the-art traction control and electric fuel control systems, blah, blah, blah. It's, our car wow. has plenty of horsepower. It's getting the power to move the car forward. That's the trick. Jets and rocket cars don't have this issue as they're just blasted forward. Yeah. So it's a four-wheel drive car, which is which is really neat. Um, at its record-setting speed, Terminator 2 was traveling an entire mile every seven and a half seconds. Wow. That's crazy. They're, they're, Can you imagine what that would look like if you were standing next to it and just went by? I can't I can't imagine what that would look like. I, I honestly don't know. Um, so have you heard about the rumblings of this uh, Champion Motorsports thing? <laughs> rumblings? That's rumblings. It's rumbling outside. The Champion Motorsports thing? Have you heard of that? No. Okay. A VP at the largest Porsche dealer in America just vanished with two and a half million dollars in buyer deposits. Yes, I have heard this. Okay. Um, So basically what happened, and I'll just kind of summarize a little bit. Yeah. Because I want to kind of try and figure something out here. Is this guy, what's his name? Shiraz Sukrali, um, 
basically was taking orders for like GT cars, GT3, GT3S, GT2. Your deposit money. Your deposit money, like, mm-hmm. you know, $20,000, $15,000 at a time. Sure. But he had like a, his own credit card machine and his own bank. So he was swiping them as like champion motorsports or autosports or something. Right. You know, it's. So, oh, okay. So the name he put on the, the machine came across as something like the dealer, but it didn't go to the dealer. Right. Exactly. So it was wow. like a similar name. So, yep. um, so when so you, you saw it on your credit card statement, you wouldn't think anything of it. Right. So do you, I, how, so this has happened over, it was like over the course of a couple of years. Yeah. So here's my question. The people that ordered their cars a couple of years ago, or even mm-hmm. a year and a half, or even six months ago, mm-hmm. why weren't they like, hey, where's my car? Unless it was that far out. Unless these cars were like, oh, this is going to be... Maybe he was just lying and saying, this is going to be the 2020 GT2. We're taking deposits for it in 2017. That's I, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless he's doing that. What my bigger question is, how did none of these buyers who put deposits down talk to just anyone else at the dealership saying, yeah, I put my deposit down? And then the that's, finance guy isn't that's my like, thought. like, how did this not get around? Champion Porsche is denying any knowledge, knowledge, but right. there's no way. There's also a, well, a, I, I don't doubt they didn't know about it. It's not like they would have known about it and been like, yeah, that's fine. Or sweeps it on the rug. Here's the one thing I wanted to read. The most damning piece of evidence that the dealership knew he was at least capable of something like this comes from another lawsuit by a second dealer earlier this year. Back in the summer of 2016, M&L Luxury Cars entered into agreements to buy two $500,000 Porsche 911Rs, one directly from Champion through Sucrali, and another second from another entity called Rampage Motor, which is one of his shell companies. The first car was never delivered, resulting in back and forth over the state of the $350,000 deposit. The second was delivered, but at a $350,000 markup, and M&L Luxury Cars' demand for refund was met with a series of bad checks from Sucrali. Seeing as how Champion Porsche is directly named in the lawsuit, it's impossible to believe the dealership didn't know. So, so why this guy was a crook before. This guy was a crook. Why was he still there? After yeah. you do this and they're named in a lawsuit, this guy's tied in. Why is he still there? This is the biggest Porsche dealership in the country. That's Okay, weird. so I don't know. We'll see how this shakes out. The dude's gone. If, and if you're going to do this and go... Two and a half million dollars is probably not enough. I was going to say that's not disappear money. Yeah, that's not that's not uh, wherever he is. It's where there's no extradition. Is yeah. is my guess. Right. Um, so on that note, I wanted to touch on another um, uh, Ponzi scheme. Basically, uh, three hundred. We'll call it another fraud. Another case of another fraud. fraud case. This one at $364 million. Yeah, that's uh, disappear money. That's disappear money. For sure. <laughs> These guys didn't get to disappear. They, they will disappear from the free world. Yeah, okay. Um, $364 million in a, a Ponzi scheme posing as investment firm Blue C- Cash on Supercars. And there's only like one kind of a funny thing that I want to touch on this. But um, prosecutors say $73 million of the $364 million, of which they defrauded investors, was earmarked for personal interest, which was diamond jewelry, boat, $25 million worth of gambling at casinos. Nine expensive wow. homes across four states, a shared a private jet, motorcycles, and of course, cars. Some of which are listed below. You ready? Yeah. The a Veyron, a Ferrari California, an M6 Grand Coupe, a Ferrari Berlinetta, a Pagani, Lamborghini Aventador Roadster, Mercedes-Benz S63, Bentley Flying Spur, Ferrari 488, two of them. <laughs> Tesla Model S, Audi R8, 5.2 plus. I don't even know what that plus. What does that mean? Mm, I'm sure it's just a trim package. Lamborghini Huracan Roadster, Lamborghini Aventador, Land Rover Range Rover. Land Rover Range Rover. Say that. No, <laughs> say, I know. Say yeah. that a few times fast. Land Rover Range Rover, Land Rover Range Rover. <laughs> 
Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Peter Piper. So they got two of those. Porsche 911 Turbo S, Rolls-Royce Dawn, Rolls-Royce Wraith, McLaren 720S, Ferrari 488 Spider, Lamborghini Huracan. Other, less exotic vehicles were purchased, including a <laughs> Ford Explorer, which Merrill bought for his wife with the fraudulently obtained cash. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a cheapskate. You have 26 of these supercars, and you buy a Ford, Ford Explorer. Explorer for your wife. Oh. Yeah. You would think at least one of the two Range Rovers would have been for your wife. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> so they got caught. Yep. So one more story. Um. Basically, Britain is going to ruin everything. Uh, Britain could ban classic cars from the roads in the next 30 years. Really? Britain's state road management company said classic cars and autonomous car tech may struggle to communicate, posing a hazard to travelers. But, okay, so uh, if that's their concern, that means any car that isn't autonomous. Correct. So that's any car up until autonomous driving is... Right. I this think isn't that, classic cars. This is like any I think car. some cars could probably be retrofitted. True. Is my guess. True. Jim O'Sullivan, the CEO of Britain's state road management company, Highways England, said that Britain could ban the use of classic cars on its roads within 30 years. O'Sullivan is concerned about whether the autonomous technology and vehicles he expects to eventually dominate the roads will be able to communicate with or read the movements of low-tech analog classic cars, and that solution would have to be hazardous vehicles removed from the roads. So, Okay, can I read this quote Yes, that I just saw? Do you know what? Classic cars are not a lot of fun on a motorway if you have ever driven one. Who is this oh, asshole? Sullivan says. Does a 1907 vehicle belong out on the motorway network for significant distances? Okay, so now he's almost, he's, he's, he's giving a caveat or a little bit of an out to himself for significant distances. Does that mean that? I know, I don't get it. What does that mean? I don't what, know. What is significant distance? What, what business is it of his how I choose to travel? It's, Glad we don't live in the UK. Well, if you I think just, this that guy's attitude, I just don't like that. So here's my thought is that stuff like this is going to happen, but mm -hmm. it's going to be in urban areas. Yeah, I can you know, see I, that. I don't think you're going to see too much of this on, or, or you're going to, like, if you're driving Highway 90, you know, south all mm -hmm. the way to Texas or whatever, there's probably going to be a time where you will not be able to drive a car that doesn't meet this standard, this requirement, this requirement, sure. be able to interact with these other vehicles. You'll just have to take a different route. Right. And if you get caught driving on this road, then you're going to lose your license or your car will get impounded or whatever. That's right. kind of what I thought. What that's my true. Thinking I could is. see that. And I guess I have less of a problem with that because that's not your back roads and your, I don't know. It just, it depends. It's the, but the problem is that it will chip it's away. It's a precedent. It's a precedent and it will chip away at it for sure. Um, anyway, that's, that's, on, that's all I have on for that news. Happy news. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I'm going to Rensport, guys. So yes. I'm going to be gone. I don't know exactly what Jake has planned for you. So do you want to know? What's no. Let's just let it. Let's just let people be surprised with what you've got in store for us. And uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to. Maybe I'll call and leave a voicemail. Sure. Or something. Or I'll, sure. Or I'll call and we can talk on the Google Voice. You can interview. There. Maybe we should do that. Maybe you should call me and we can have a chat. Chat. We can have a chat. I like it. I'll be in Monterey, so I'll be chatting. You'll be in your chatting voice. <laughs> On that note, guys, um, I hope you like this episode. I went. I let it go a little bit longer for you guys that asked for it. So hopefully that works out okay. And we're gonna look at some of the stats. And if, 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 <laughs> and if, if it tanked, then if I'm it tanks, sorry. Then I'm sorry. We're gonna go back to the hour format. So um, really. Thanks for listening, guys. It really yeah. makes my day that you guys are so enthralled with what we're doing, and we continue to grow. And I know it makes Jack, Jake happy. It makes me happy. Yep. And uh, it gives me a reason to tolerate with him on 
on tolerate him on a weekly basis. Oh, wait, you're tolerating <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you later, and I hope that your day is cherry pie. <laughs>